Check one, two, check one, two, check one, two. Miami on the Rocks, Casey Chops. Make sure you follow us on that Instagram, at MIA on the Rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. 2021. It's not looking like a good start. I'm a little scared right now, but you know, I got Los Antonio in here from No Sleeping in the Trophy Room. I got Mel in here. Um, uh, 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 producer, visionary, been in the industry, been in the game for a long time. Um, how, how, and you guys are a couple, yes. so I appreciate you guys pulling up. Thank, Thank you for having us. us. Thank how, you, Jinx. How, how, are the, how are the vibes? How are the vibes? I'm loving it. it. I'm loving the, the lighting in here. I'm loving that I'm staring at Scarface Al Pacino right in front of me. I'm feeling the vibes. I'm feeling People the come energy. in here and they think this is like some like a big like a big place. We're in like a, lo a low key. We're in the projects right now. Don't get it twisted. It looks nice on camera, but this shit is fucking. You're right in front of the hard rock. Yeah, That's that good energy. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, a, it's dangerous though for me. It's, it's dangerous time, to yeah. live right there, bro. Like gambling. I was never a gambler until they built that shit, bro. Uh, like it's the and it's the winning that fucks you up. It's not even the losing. Right. It's, the, it's the winning that makes you a crackhead because you think you figured it out. But and then, trust me. So tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, Los. You're from New York, right? Yep, I'm from uh, I'm from New York. I'm from Long Island. Okay. And um, and yeah, man. Um, shoot. What's Wait. your nationality? What's your nationality? I am from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rican. Yep. Okay. I'm, I was gonna say Dominican. I'm he's New Yorkian, no. though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And Mel. I'm Colombian. I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. Born and oh. raised, baby. Five, six, okay. one. Okay. Where where in, where in in Colombia? My family's from Bogota, but mm -hmm. we have all transition to Medellin. So I have family both in Bogota and in Medellin. Oh, okay, dope, mm -hmm. dope, dope. This is the first year I haven't gone to Colombia in five years. I usually go like three times a year and it's like, with this out. COVID shit, like, yeah. But tell me about your 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 um your show, bro, because it's on Revolt, correct? Yes, yes, no, it is. No sleeping in the trophy room. Yes. And it's yes. been making some noise. Can you kind of give us the rundown on, yeah, on, on definitely, that? Definitely, man. It's a, um, it's a, it's a motivational conversation. I like to call it the biggest motivational conversation on uh, Revolt TV, and it's a um, it's a it's a conversation. It's also a platform for motivation, education, where we share experience, truth, um, where I sit down and I talk with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, people who are pushing the culture forward. You know, behind the scenes. Dope. So you know, um, the foundation of where the show was founded was really inspired by conversations I was having with people. Um, during my tenure with Puff, um, mm -hmm. my background is in working with Diddy for about ten years. Um, still working with him now. And can you get into that? Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. What, what is what, what, when did that start? Uh, do your beginnings start with Diddy? Yeah. Like, okay. Sure. So I um, I started as an intern back in like 2013. Around mm -hmm. that time, I interned for about um, for about a year for about twenty dollars a week. Um, like. Just for Diddy or like a specific for entity? His, for his marketing agency called the Blue Flame Agency. Okay. And um, and it was there where I kind of had, you know, uh, free reign to the agency to learn different walks of the trade, whether it was experiential marketing, digital marketing, um, spirits, you know, working with clothing brands, whatever it was, you know, I mean... Sean Combs has a plethora of avenues, mm -hmm. you know, that he does business in. So I kind of had access to all of that as an intern. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a choice to kind of just work really hard in order to afford myself an opportunity to, you know, to, to get a job. Mm -hmm. So um, so it was there where I got hip to 
um, hip to the game of, of marketing for spirits, marketing for brands, marketing for celebrities. So how is it working with Puff? Like, how would you describe his demeanor, his personality? Is he, you know? Man, I, honestly, I would describe it just like a university, man. Some people call it bad boy university, mm-hmm. where you just really kind of, um, you know, you get the opportunity to soak up so much information. And it's really on you, what you do with it. You know, some people, mm-hmm. um, some people take it and leave. Some people take it to the next level. Some people take it and crack like an egg. So, you know, for me, I, I, I saw an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Because this man always had cameras around him. Mm-hmm. So I saw an opportunity early to come in and, and manage the content, manage the shooters, manage, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the whole social media thing. Mm-hmm. So that so during my um you know, my internship, I, I was picking up picking soaking up game on just how to uh, manage social media for brands or something about social media you mm-hmm. know this is like when vine first started mm-hmm. and vine first went away and mm-hmm. instagram yeah, first started so yeah. um you know it was back then when i saw how powerful social media for business was and then i started looking at puff you know and, and every time he came into the building it was just so much mass hysteria and man had cameras all around him but there was nobody really managing that process so um i saw an opportunity and i and i went for it and I kind of just um, identified some creatives, other shooters that you know we could bring to the table, mm-hmm. and um, you know I kind of forced my hand into an opportunity, <clears throat> and um, I moved to LA, and um, you know created a team, and, and that team kind of just uh, really did some great work, and you know I live by the phrase you know I could show you way better than I could tell you, mm-hmm. so it's just more like, you know we we really did some great work for him for his brands, and. Um, you know that kind of just uh and here you are <laughs> so, so 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 you focused you were focusing on the marketing aspect of it yes. what made you want to get into like in front of the camera and and start doing your own thing i think it was because just the conversations that i was having behind closed doors mm. i was like man like nobody's ever gonna if this notice. was recorded right now like right. The, yeah yeah you know what i mean and because you know say we're having this conversation but you got somewhere to go i got somewhere to go and we're never gonna nobody's ever gonna hear this so you know once i found myself with a little bit more time on my hands to develop this idea mm-hmm. that's exactly what i did and oh. um you know that show i put out for uh, i put out an episode a month for a year straight mm-hmm. nobody, nobody cared what what it was at that time mm-hmm. but you know, through con- being consistent. Mm, and I tell just, people all the time. Yeah, like, you, had to, you have to make people care about what you're trying to do. Right. So, you know, that conversation to me, no sleeping in the trophy room is more than just the name of the show. It's my life. I live and breathe that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's less about not getting sleep, more about just keeping your eyes open mm-hmm. when opportunities aren't, you know, in front of you. Okay, because you know, you're not team no sleep, right? Yeah, I'm, I be no, telling I'm, people like, yo, no, I'm team like sleep. To sleep. I like to sleep. I wake okay. up early, but I but okay. I do get my rest. Yeah. Okay, you yeah, know? I, don't, I don't play with the team no sleep. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, man, you gotta get your rest. Team man. no sleep. We don't fuck with y'all. It's not cool anymore in 2021. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> you need help. Nah, rest. man. But yeah, that that right there is you know that's the foundation of the show, and um you know inspired by my tenure with with Puff, but rooted in. Uh, the conversations that were less heard because mm-hmm. people were behind the scenes. And, you know, it's all about motivation, sharing gems, and both sides of the truth, the mm-hmm. good, good and the bad, what you should know before you get into this thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what you should know about the, you know, upsides, downsides, every side. Man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sharing the information. You know, sometimes some people like hog information and they don't want to share because they feel like they want to stay in that spot. But guess what? You know, nobody... Someone else's success is not a threat to your success. Exactly. People think... Right. Yeah, man. You know? And, I, and uh, uh, that's the vibe I'm on. So, you know, we're getting up. ready to drop uh, eight new episodes in two weeks. We're going ham for two months straight. Every, 
every week dropping a new episode on Revolt TV. Super excited. Can you about talk? That. Can you talk about some of the guests that you've? So is this like a new season? Are you promoting it as like a new season? Yep. So this is season two. This is season two. So who are some of the people you had on the first season? So I had um, I had my boy uh, Kaito, who was mm-hmm. an amazing uh, cinematographer, photographer, director. Um, you know, he has a great story. I had um, another good friend of mine. His name is uh, KOS. He's a uh, He's just a creative individual out of Harlem, super dope and authentic. Um, I had, um, trying to think about the oldest season, man. I've been- You had Joe K on there? Yeah, we had Joe K from Selection. Um, He's a co-founder of Selection, global uh, music, creative imprint, super dope. Um, Who else we had, man? Um, (laughs) Can you you tease anybody that you got coming up? Oh yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. We got, um, shoot, I got Jesse Terrero. Um, oh, he's dope. On, um, See, out of all the people you just mentioned, I know him. Yeah. He's yeah. dope. He's dope. Yeah. I got, I got Jesse Terrero. I got DJ Charisma. I got Jorge Paniche, who was uh, Nipsey Hussle's uh, creative director, photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, I got um, I got these dope, dope guys out of, um, out of Uptown called We Run Uptown. They're a running crew um, in, based out of the, uh, the Bronx and mm-hmm. uh, Dykeman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're changing the face of what a healthy lifestyle looks like in black and brown communities. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's a narrative that I wanted to really amplify uh, with this season. Uh, I'm also talking with a, good, with, with a good friend of mine named Chef Kelvin, uh, mm-hmm. who's, a, who's a chef uh, also from the Heights. And um, he's cooking uh, for J-Lo, A-Rod, wow. uh, Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. You know, just another person who's changing the, the, the narrative for people who look and sound like us. And um, also um, these amazing guys um, from... Um, yeah, they're, they're Bike called, Rides for yeah, Black Lives. Bike Rides for Black Lives. I got Naj, Tyler, uh, Lanny Smith, and mm-hmm. Tori. Um, you know, they, they put together a really dope bike ride mm-hmm. um, in L.A., in New York. DC. Everyone turned into a biker, bro. I'm a biker now. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's I, I didn't go to like the tights yet. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a biker now. Yeah. You yeah, gotta go there. We gotta get aerodynamic when we get Yeah, back, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm seeing like people I never, like hip hop, you know, I'm not gonna mention any names, but I see like hip hop, you know, uh, 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 you know, veterans and legends that I grew up, whether the DJs or whatever, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm seeing them in crazy tight bike helmets and shit. I'm like, yo, this is like a different look for me. Like, hey, bro, I, I, I could vouch. I just started getting with the short shorts. Yep. Not too long ago. I love it. Now I'm showing my knees all 2021. Yeah. I'm showing my knees I'm, and my I'm ankles you, all. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm like, with you, Jim. I'm with you, man. It's, it's more aerodynamic. We got to get to where we got to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Mel, um, I've known you for, what, like maybe two years? Two years? I would say two. I, I met you at, um, damn, where did I meet you at? I met you at, oh, Lisa's, the, the all white party, all-white right? Party. Yep. So, what. You know, you, you. I feel like you're all over the place, right? You, you just you connect dots, and 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 your network is heavy. You've been moving and shaking in, in the Miami industry for a minute. What you know? What got you into it? What? Um, okay, so I started about seven years ago, seven or eight years ago. Um, I lost my cousin. I always tell the story at the beginning of that story because that's what inspired me. Um, when I lost my cousin, her name is Ingrid. She's my sister, pretty much. It taught me that I needed to exist versus live. Um, I, you know, I played soccer in college. I, I, I've always been, um, I would say, I've always been doing my thing, but I didn't discover who I really was and my passion until I lost my cousin because it really made me think a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started hosting. Um, I met 
golden boy, Javi. Shout out to Javi. Have him on too. <laughs> Love him. That's my boy. And um, he put me in place to host whenever I want. I didn't have to promote. I didn't have to be on the flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, was this like the, like the dream era? Dream. It was. Ivy. It was mansion. It was dream. It was Ivy. It was. It was gotcha. all that era. And he was like, "Whenever you want, Mel. I know you're gonna bring beautiful women out. You know, good energy. I know you're gonna bring me tables. I know you're gonna bring money. So whenever mm-hmm. you want, you're good." So I started doing that, and um, in six months, I built a pretty nice network. And one night, I was out, and um, I just saw a group of girls. Um, and they were spreading a message that I kind of wasn't okay with. And at the club, yeah, mm-hmm. well, at the club and online, and um, <laughs> it's crazy that I could take a wild guess, and I wonder if I'm like going to get this I'm, right. I'll, say, I'll bleep it, it out. I'll, I'll bleep it out. I'm just going to take a half court shot. Taz's angels. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really good friends with <laughs> now, um, who was was a part of Taz's angels, and I know she's comfortable with me speaking about this, but mm-hmm. um, I, I told her recently she inspired me because of the transition she's made now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a lot to overcome what she's overcome. So, but we were out one night, and long story short, it just inspired me to create a, a platform slash movement for women like myself who were, were fly, we're sexy, we know the athletes, we know the promoters, we know everybody. You know, we're we're on point, and but we wanted to provide a different message for women, and so I started my first brand. Um, mm-hmm. It was called Live Vivacious, and it means to always live forward and always, always just kind of go and strive for the better version of mm-hmm. yourself. And through that, I discovered that um, I really liked campaigning, and I really liked producing photo shoots, and I really liked um, just creating. And so, because I was independent, nobody funded me. I had to end up just collaborating with people, but people loved working with me. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Little by little, people started hearing about me, and um, I just got in the hands of big directors like Eve Rivera and Kid Art, and I started producing videos. And one of my first videos was um, Kent Jones. Um, she said, "Hola, cómo estás?" Don't mind. Yes. Yeah. So that was that day. I made a nice amount of money. I um, casted the girls. I was um, production manager for the girls in the cast. I um, booked the house, um, and I went home, and I was like, "Oh my god." this was awesome you know I really just like, did all this shit. Yeah, 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 yeah it was it was really dope and then i i put my glasses in the in in the because my my brand i we started off by selling sunglasses and producing campaigns with sunglasses and it was all about your vision you know and mm-hmm. so i just things made sense for me at that point and i just went with it and i literally like i i was blessed with a full ride to um, Northwood University for playing soccer, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. You know, I was mm-hmm. young. I was just I was just in school just to play ball, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And my degree was in um, marketing management, but I really had no idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it wasn't until again I lost my cousin and I started that brand that really pushed me to just go go with it and just yeah. you know just learn as I go. And um, yeah, here I am. <laughs> if, there, if there's one thing, like, and, and I feel like your story, like, exemplifies that. If there's one thing to invest in right now, I tell people it's women. Yeah. Like, women empowerment is like... <laughs> but you gotta really be That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta yeah. really be about it because I feel like that was very trendy at some point. Women empowerment was, like, a trend, um, like many things are nowadays. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you remove me from the industry and you remove me from Instagram and all of that, like I'm really about it since mm-hmm. I was a little girl I know that my purpose in life is to to nurture people and people above me people below me people older than me people younger than me I know that that is genuinely my purpose in life and so I know that that has really headed what I do mm-hmm. any in any realm whether mm-hmm. it's producing whether it's being someone's friend whether it's 
you know, starting a campaign or collaborating with someone, I, I always make sure that it has something to do with what I'm about and my purpose. Is there like a, like a niche that you're focusing on this year or is it kind of just like move and shake and just kind of connect dots in all realms and kind of mm. just see? No, this year I'm really focused. This year it's all about consistency, consistent people, consistent relationships, people that truly value me, people that truly hold me in a place where I feel like, okay, I feel comfortable. But um, is it like in the like in the video production side or is it like what is what are you going to focus on? What I'm focusing on music okay. and on making money. Um, that's a good word. <laughs> one, two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Los, you said from off camera, you said you're 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 from New York, but you're moving down here. Yeah. What, what makes you want to do that? Man, I mean, outside of Mel, I mean, you know, I've been I've been coming out here for years, you know, but just partying and and just turning up. But you know, recently I've been coming out here to to live and stay and mm -hmm. spending more time um, and more and more time. And um, man, you know, I, I really fell in love with just the quality of life. You know, I lived in LA for like four years. Oh, okay. And, so you've um, had that vibe already. Yeah, yeah, man. And you know, there's just something out here that I feel like I haven't conquered. Mm -hmm. You know, outside of turning up, I know where to get lit at for sure. <laughs> but you know, but the thing <laughs> you, is, like, I just you gotta um, be careful. I tell people all the time: if you come here, like, whether you're an artist and you come here to work on an album, whatever it is, you could either come out with a classic or come out a crackhead. Like, you yeah, could be yeah, you, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the Miami shit could really like. Yeah, it could it could happen. <laughs> yeah, and and all the new. Yorkers that I talk to that come over here and they always say, you know, th when they move here, they say, then they tell all their, their other friends in New York, they're like, yo, come over here, but it'd be careful because the speed is so much slower that it's easy for you to fall into a trap of, of getting too, you know what I mean? Yeah, like too comfortable yeah. And, and. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I have a good network out here and, and, you know, when I add Mel's, it's even better. And mm -hmm. it's just, um, you know, it's just a place I feel like I haven't conquered yet as far as just, you know, and, and it's also a place I feel like I've, I'm I'm about to set up some some real good foundation yeah. and just a mount to pitch from. That's what's know? up. That's um, what's up. And I'm and I'm excited to do that, man. So we we've been uh, doing some apartment hunting and now uh, we about to lock something in. Yeah, you guys and, looking um, in Dayton, Miami, Broward, no. eat by the water. Holly, no, probably like Hollywood. Hollywood, you know, Beach. like right here, like, okay, straight. like in the middle. Yeah. That's perfect, yeah, like. man. I, I like to be by the ocean, you know. Yeah. And um, far enough, but close enough. Yeah, you know? I, I like to be out the way from the. From the, from, from the mix? Yeah. See, I'm, di I'm different, bro. I, yeah. I'm trying to move into the mix. Like, right, I'm trying right, to like, right. move into the shit. <laughs> yeah. And you said you were from Palm Beach. Yeah. And all your family's in Palm Beach yeah. still? So, yeah. It's Born and raised, but I travel a lot because of work. So, Got you. I spent two and a half years on the road, um, just pretty much living out of a suitcase. Um, I was contracted for Jeezy's TM104 album. And that's right. That's yeah, where I okay. Yeah. And that's where Los and I started dating because he for the music portion of everything, he uh had me in LA uh for eight months. And so that's where we were able to connect. We and even worked on the same video, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Like without knowing? Yeah, yeah. without knowing. Oh, we worked on the Jeezy Diddy uh, bottles up video. Yeah. But oh, the thing shit. is, like this the sets she was working, I wasn't at and the scenes I was working, she wasn't at. Got you. Oh, and the yeah. actually, the, the last scene was at Live, and you can't see anybody at Live. Yeah. So I didn't go to Live. <laughs> you know I saying? was like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So you definitely had Jeezy against Gucci, right? Like Jeezy was oh, your pick. Absolutely, Me too. absolutely. Oh man, you should have seen I worked with that battle, dude. <laughs> yeah, she was going it's like the Super Bowl, and shit, like yelling at the screen. <laughs> yeah, I had my Jeezy she shirt had, on. She had her own screen. I was like, yeah. man, and we had the, we had the Jeezy merch at the crib. And yeah. uh, no, nah, it was great, man. But I could touch you had an extra battery. And extra yeah. How's it, battery. How was it working with Jeezy? It was awesome. It was a great learning experience. Um, I've always worked with independent artists. Aside from when I work with big directors, um, I've, I've always 
worked with independent artists. Um, so working with Jeezy, it was really dope to see what a budget can do mm-hmm. and what uh, resources can do because he had a lot of obviously a lot of ins everywhere so um, I definitely soaked in as much as possible um, I love that Jeezy and I were friends before I started the project mm-hmm. and so um, it created just like a freedom between between each other um, I led his creative team and I, I produced basically all of the content for rollout um, I produced two or three videos for him um, and I was able to like kind of push him out of his comfort zone because he trusted me you know so it was a really cool experience to be able to experience that side of Jeezy because mm. I've always seen the um Jeezy you know what I'm saying from Atlanta like yeah, I don't crack like, a smile yeah, like, this we can't sell cocaine anymore Jeezy yeah. it's 2020 like, yeah. <laughs> nah but he's so talented it was really amazing to see him in the studio and like growing up on Jeezy and and like just seeing the way he cut songs and just seeing how amazingly talented and effortless he was once he was in the studio mm-hmm. really created um, like a movement for me. Uh, like that's why now I'm in the music aspect of it. I've created right. a production team um, just inspired off of that whole process that I was able to experience while I was working on the TM104 project. So um, it's definitely a blessing and um, it was a hell of experience. It was two years long and I would do it all over again. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. I, I'm excited right now for Miami because I feel like Miami is the, it has so much potential right now because it's, I, I, I tell people it's the LA of, 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 of the Latin scene right now. Mm-hmm. Like we're just in mm-hmm. the beginnings of every, it's like, it feels like LA for Latin music right yes. now, you know? Yes. And, and you know, whether, you know, the Latin, Latin streaming is like taking over English streaming right now. Give it a couple That's more a years yeah. and yeah. it's going to like, yeah. I was I was on YouTube the other day and I, I just hit uh, top hundred videos and it was it was Latin music it was Arab music and it was pop so it was like your mm-hmm. Jean, uh, your Justin Bieber's your Ariana Grande's mm-hmm. and then it was like your Carol G's J Balvin's and I don't know the Arab the Arab music but it was it was them they, and they mm-hmm. were like almost overpowering them I was like oh my mm-hmm. god I, like I would like to learn about that too you know yeah. but I'm excited for Miami as well and um, any artists that I work with now especially if they're Latin I'm like you got to get out here so I'm just grateful for that and I'm grateful that. I've been able to um, create a team. Uh, We're called Good Vibes, Good Music, Mm -hmm. and we're producing for artists in the industry and, again, mainly focusing on women Mm -hmm. and creating a safe space for them to create music and Mm -hmm. feel safe in and understand that we're not going to come up over you. We're, you know, we're we're very equal in what we do. And so I'm very excited for, for Miami and for what is Dope. happening for myself. GVGM, baby. We here in Miami on the rocks. Casey Chops. Uh, Los, tell people where they can follow you. You know, Man, uh, you can definitely check me out on IG at Los Antonio, L-O-S-A-N-T-O-I-N-O. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to check out my Facebook, check out my, uh, Damn, my government cheese. Facebook rocket. You know what I'm saying? I'm afraid to go on Facebook, bro. I'm afraid to go on Facebook, especially after after uh, after that the, the 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 fake revolution that just tried to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm afraid to see what they're it's talking crazy. about over there. Yeah. 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 But we, definitely on Instagram. Los Antonio, L-O-S-A-N-T-O-I-N-O, man. Check me out. Dope. We just, uh, speaking of Facebook, we just became official relationship. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> fucking lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years oh, later. Oh, shit. <laughs> it took two years for us to get here, man. Dude. Damn, it's good that's, to be here. A, that, that's important. Yo, I had aunts, I've never uncles, been everybody was just like, yo, where are it's you? It's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. Facebook is a scary place. So yeah, you my, like, my, my aunt was like, she was like, she's super Colombian. She's like, why are they just now? 
Facebook relationship. I'm like, nah, but she yeah, thought we were okay. like really just. She was like, wait, do y'all just start like? <laughs> you guys just make it official? And it was I was, funny. we had to like have a whole explanation, what? team meeting. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, it how, really how, long you guys been, have, how long have you guys been together? Like two and a half years, I think. Two and, 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 and where, two and a half. Where'd you guys meet? In At LA. a ditty party. Yeah, I'll At the Delilah. Yeah. At the how, Delilah. How, how did he approach you? What was his game like? He Ooh, didn't approach did, me. Did he, come, did he come with it's the? It's a great one. Did, I don't did, think did he come want with the? Was it in person? Give it to him. Or was it like a DM and then he hit you with like a fire emoji? I don't know. This story. This story is kind of great. I don't think we can say it yet, babe. Why I think not? we need that for our you, own interview. It's nah, a long story. I slid story. in the DMs. I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah. I slid in the DMs, and I, I saw her working. She was, like, on her laptop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is really great to see, you know, women still working mm-hmm. and putting in some work, and you're looking mm-hmm. like a stand-up, honest, hard-working female. She's not looking like all, the, like all these other females. Yeah, that are out here you know, she was in the crib and just workout clothes, looking yeah. like she was getting to it, and I could relate. Yeah. So um, that was my DM. And then uh, it, it was probably like a, like the next week or so. What was the DM though? Oh man, I wish I could pull it up. It's like two. It was, I would just have to scroll for a minute. He literally but said I was, that. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was like, "Yo, it's good to see you know." Women He's still like, "If like I can, heart. if I can help you with anything, we can meet up. You know, I'll, I'll share it. my that's spreadsheets perfect. with you. I'll share you know whatever you need. I got you. I'm like, okay, cool. That's and that's still true. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. You know what it I'm really saying? is. That's perfect. But, it's really but, dope. Yeah, and then you know she was she was doing like some mimosa Sundays like the next week, and I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I really like mimosas too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the next thing I know, I, I, she was like, wow, you should come through. And then in um, LA, yeah, yeah, in LA, yeah. yeah. And then I pulled up, and we drank mimosas all day. And for seven and, hours, yeah, and we danced salsa. We probably threw on every record we ever listened to. That's fine. And, um, and I showed you my decks, and you were impressed. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, what? My decks. Yeah, I, I was creating like treatment plans and decks for the Jeezy oh, project. Oh. And yeah, she so she had to yeah. flex on me. She was like, "Yo, I really am about this work. Put the mimosas <laughs> to the side. I'm about this work." And I was like, "All right, no doubt." That's yeah. What's, but yeah, you know. See, I feel like. Shoot or shoot, it, we got to get in there. That's a fact. Know? I feel like it's better to get the Instagram now than yeah, to get the phone number. You know what I mean? Yeah, Especially if you're yeah. working and then they could, you kind of like see what each other's vibe is like before you decide you want to. Yeah, yeah, you see the portfolio. It's the highlights. Yeah. It's the yeah. highlights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo. What you working with? Yeah. That's crazy. What you working with? So we got the new episodes, No Sleeping in the Trophy Room, drops, yes, brother. When does that drop? Man, it's, it's about to drop in about, I would say, two and a half, two and a half weeks. And well, you drop I, once a month? One, uh, uh, once a week for every eight Monday. weeks straight. Yeah, every Monday. I'm, I'm owning mo- uh, Motivational Mondays on Revolt TV. 10 o'clock. New episode <laughs> every week, uh, televised nationally on Revolt TV. Dope. Dude, I've been holding my breath for like five months, dude. Yeah, but yeah. your approach is interesting because you you you're, you 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 oh, I hate I'm using the influencer word curate. Yeah. You curated yeah, all the curated for sure. Yeah, you curated all the content and then you're gonna roll it out. Yeah, it's not like you're, yeah. you. Know it's what a mean? process. Cause, cause, yeah, because the overall message, man. I just I had to. Um, you know, people deserve more in 2020. You know, mm-hmm. and this I say 2020 because that's when I was you know recording. But at you know we're 2021 now, but. Things just, 2021 changed the whole vibe, changed the whole energy. People needed more substance. You know, before COVID hit, mm-hmm. everything was like, yo, we outside, we outside, we outside. But now it's like, we got to be outside for a purpose, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, we got to, why are you outside? Yeah, because now you can't be outside. So people are stuck inside. And what are you doing with your time inside? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, my boy in Colombia was telling me, um, 
uh, you know, he was telling me this was back in, in, during the summer. He's like, the thing is, with you guys in the United States and your country, you're just taught to look outward on the next bigger crib, the mm -hmm. bigger, the next whip, the next career move. But you guys don't know how to look inward and like really understand yourself. So yeah. people were forced to like really sit with themselves mm -hmm. and and. and work on personal things this was the yeah. first you know what i mean and, mm -hmm. and a lot of people lose their mind they can't yeah, they you know? can't yeah. hang out with themselves right that's yeah. called solitary confinement they yeah. punish yeah. you in jail for yeah. that shit like you know i tried to learn how to sit in by myself in a room and not get anxiety it hit me because i'm a dj i work in the nightlife yeah. so right. like you take away the nightlife from me you took away like my life yeah. so you know i had to really like get my mind right as far as that goes you, you weren't affected by it at all like the pan when man you know what's crazy i i um the pandemic actually i mean it took money out my pocket for sure mm -hmm. and you know i lost a few side bags i lost a few things like everybody else but you know in the nature of what i do as far as media it, it turned me up mm. because um you know i was actually slated to drop um last uh, the first season like right when the pandemic hit say i was supposed to drop it i pretty much i had to drop everything like early mm -hmm. and then um after that it just um i started doing a bunch of stuff uh a bunch of like online interviews a bunch of zoom stuff um and you know it just activated my whole situation early because media just it just became like a like it, a frenzy everybody right. was doing interviews right 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 everyone and, was on online doing online content yeah so you know and at, at revolt you know it was just a need just an uptick immediately every we needed more content so if anything it kind of just turned me up Mm. Um, which was a good thing, but it definitely just kind of made me realize, yeah, like, yo, if we're gonna push something out, it needs to be of substance. It needs to help people. Yeah. It's gotta cut through it, all the shit that's yeah, out there. Like everybody, man, because there's so much going on, and it's like so much noise. You can't. I, I'm not a person that I, I don't really do the like, you know, the bubblegum bullshit. I don't like. I don't. I won't sell you something. I won't try. I won't do something that I won't. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. so I, I won't. I won't put something out that won't help you, that won't motivate you, that won't that you won't walk away from like, okay, bet, like this was great. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it just put a big emphasis on my why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. And um, what about you, Mel? You, you, because you a lot of shut down for I me. was gonna say a lot of things you do, uh, like me, like we make money off people, like groups of people. So yeah, yeah. it shut down for me, and um, I'll say, I'll try to say it was like. A crazy moment for me or like i felt like everything was going wrong for me but then los will bring me back and he'll be like you're exactly where you need to be mm -hmm. um i was able to work on my brand my new brand is called eres diosa mm -hmm. um it means, <laughs> it you, means you, you want to plug that so you got the ig yes you gotta, eres diosa it is e-r-e-s dot diosa D. for all my fellow gringos that means you are a goddess yes so d-i-o-s-a you are a goddess so it is a platform for women again mm -hmm. um it's exactly what i wanted to do with live vivacious and i put that on hold and but i feel like um this los actually inspired me to start it and so i was able to focus on that and my campaigning for that and my branding for that and i was able to produce um my first campaign throughout the pandemic and so but while we were going through it, Los got stuck here from New York. And, you know, we would have moments where we're in my car, in the trunk, drinking we uh, drinking wine, drinking weed. Drinking wine, listening to music, and we're just like, listen, we are truly what the world needs right now. We live it, we breathe it, we are that. Mm -hmm. We're 
authentic, we're true to ourselves, we're true to anything that we do, anybody that we are um, aligned with. And so mm -hmm. this moment is big for us. And so we were able to sit back in that feeling and sit back in kind of map everything that we wanted to mm -hmm. bring to life, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, although my money was shut down, mm -hmm. um, my thoughts and my alignment was completely just there for me because I'm so used to living out of a bag. I'm mm -hmm. so used to never being home. I'm so used to being on in the air right. more mm -hmm. than I'm used to being here and, and like stable and like in in my space so in your, I, in, in your in your bubble of comfort yeah that's yes. what i say about me too like if I, I wouldn't have restarted my podcast if it wasn't for the pandemic it Amazing. pushed you out of your yeah you yeah. know what i mean Willie no. date is here <laughs> what's up bro what's up what's up what's up, what's up? Take pictures. In the building. <laughs> um Yo, I've followed you. Like we like follow each other on IG for like five years. Yo, welcome to my crib, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he's out amazing. Willie Day. Yeah, shout Willie Day. Yeah, last last touch on that is we we realized that um, consistency. We realized that consistency is what we needed to focus on in 2021 because everything consistent is what again makes you feel whole. And so consistent people around you, the consistent uh, work around you, the consist the things that make you feel happy consistently. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel that when I'm with Los and um, it actually brought us even closer than we were before. And so. Yeah, because I mean, there, uh, there was struggle really much you closer. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there, there was really nothing else to focus on at that point in time, except mm -hmm. yourself, ourselves. And nobody knew what was going on. You know what I'm saying? I'm uncertainty. You had to learn how to be comfortable with uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Like, that was one thing with me that I've been working on in the past two years is, like, we're human beings. Just be. Like, be. Yes. Just be cool with uncertainty and, and give it to God, whatever you believe in. Right. But yeah. put your yeah. faith in power. something yeah. and just yeah. and just breathe easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there something, what did you, is there something, you know, individually that you guys learned about yourself, you know, outside of work and your career? During that time, I mean... Well, I, shit, it could be now. I mean, just in yeah, this pandemic shit. Yeah. I, learned, I learned that I like stability. I learned that I'm ready for a family. I learned that I'm ready to get married. I learned a lot of things that I never really was ready for. And um, Yo, having my partner with me. Um, I wanna, Yeah, I want to salute that because I feel like a lot of women, you know, they're under the impression that, you know, men ain't shit. Yeah. All men are fuck boys. And, and you nah. know, I, I, don't, I don't say that. I just say that's the... The, the the men that you're choosing yep. that's your selection yep um, you know what I'm saying? i believe i believe there's a scarcity in men nowadays um but i have hope in men and i feel like i have hope in um the idea of a relationship and a healthy relationship nowadays because of the pandemic um because in order to make it through that you have to be positive and you have to be healthy and you have to not be toxic and you have to learn and unlearn and you have to face yourself and so i i believe I, I always tell my friends who are single, there's hope. And look at Los and I as an example, because... And we ain't perfect, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. but I like how you guys, you lead with your relationship yeah, on, on, yeah, on social yeah. media, because yes. it gives people hope, because people yeah. think it's hopeless out here, especially yeah. women think... What is, it, what is it about Los that separated him from, you know, from a guy, maybe all the other guys that maybe they would just tell you what you wanted to hear you know what i mean like yeah so i was single for four years before los um because of that and um i wasn't settling i'm mm -hmm. 35 um i've never been married i've never had children um but i very much want that and um i promised myself that i would never settle and that i would really stick to what made me happy and what would make me happy would be a man that um 
obviously loyalty and all the things that are given right mm -hmm. but in our generation those are like the they're like applauded but right. those things are given like you're supposed to be loyal in a relationship you're supposed to be a good man you're supposed to you know provide these things that just come with being in a relationship right. but what stuck him apart was that he was progressive and he was a what do you perfect, mean by that it means that when i would communicate with him because usually it takes for a woman to help a man it takes for women to educate our men right because usually a man grows up um he grows up without the understanding of communication he grows up with you fall you get up you can't cry you can't feel emotion mm -hmm. you know so it's on us as women to lead them to feel that emotion to make allow them, them to be vulnerable yes yeah, yeah. yes yeah. to help them communicate and to help them become that better version of themselves as men and, and be like i got you like don't worry like right. you know so when los and i first start, started dating he was in a situation where i knew i had to pull back as his girlfriend and i had to become more of his friend slash therapist yes not therapist but like i just had to see him as like definitely therapist <laughs> like you were like an outlet for him to like get his right, shit off like, right yeah. right right and and so without judgment you know what i'm saying yeah because right, it's, right. It's, it's one thing to like make a mistake and have somebody over you like mm. you're not supposed to do that da, 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 right. da, da, da. Mm. And, but us as men like we know how it how it is where you you know your you're pride to, yeah yes. you know it's, it's very much heavy, pride man. and a lot of men walk around with pride but not because they're prideful is because of what they learn as a child so they never learn so your ego um it protects you and are you, you really a therapist like no. you get into like therapist talk right now <laughs> for, sure. <laughs> for sure it protects you and so you use that as your weapon and then like you might meet a girl that's lovely and you might not even um take that opportunity to really get to know her yeah or like un unravel that relationship because you're so wrapped up in your um emotions but i would have moments with lois without where i'll be like listen this isn't about us mm -hmm. i want to make sure you're good mm -hmm. whatever you're going through like don't think about me like i want you to feel okay in your circumstance right now and know that god has you and whatever whoever your higher power is because i'm very spiritual i'm not religious um, likewise yeah and so but i made sure that i made him feel comfortable in knowing that no matter where you're at in life, you have people that support you and want to see you win and that love you. Mm -hmm. And you got to love yourself to mm -hmm. realize that. And so what st stuck him apart from other men was that he wasn't afraid to be vulnerable with me. And he wasn't and he had his moments, but then he would he would progress easily. So when a man is progressive, that's very important and key to me as a woman, because mm -hmm. that means he wants to be there with me. And that means he wants to progress on his own, obviously as an individual, but he wants to Build align with, with who. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I always say that when, when someone loves you and they show up to love you every day, that's the person you need to stand by. Got you. So that was going to be my next question for you is, you know, because you're an example, a lot of women look to you and they see you on social media like, Oh, I wish I had that. So what would you tell women to look for? Because it's a lot of men are, are faking it, right? They tell you everything you want to hear. Right. You know what I mean? So what are some things that you can, some advice you can offer to women, you know, as far as the beginnings, when you're getting to know somebody, what are the red flag? What, what, what is something that you're like, you know, he's different. You know, what are some things, you know what I mean? Like, what can you offer advice to women? Like, Patience. Gotcha. Patience. And um, again, if, if he's progressing, and mm -hmm. he's he's making a difference and every time gets better that doesn't mean you have to be in a toxic relationship for a year two years um mm -hmm. like the other day i posted the fabulous caption that everybody posted where he was talking about you know um 
in our generation it's we're taught to not love women and stuff that and caption was fire amazing right i, but then I have him. to go look you know, whatever i'm not gonna bring it. I'll, no, no, no. I'll edit this out because you know no you a, don't have to edit it out yeah. because a lot of people posted a negative aspect to it oh right. you shouldn't have to go through a toxic relationship you shouldn't have to be cheated on you should i agree with that you should not have to ever endure any of those type of emotions right but nothing's ever going to be perfect Right. And I'm not perfect. Los is not perfect. So as long as you're able to mirror each other and you're able to communicate and the man receives it, mm-hmm. because usually guarantee, I mean, 90% of the time women are just more communicative. We're, we're born nurturers. We give life, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. natural. It's, it's a, it's a trait that God gives us or that we're gifted with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we don't educate our men, then we're never gonna get to the next step. So the reason why Los and I did so well was because he was like, I'm for it. You're mm-hmm. challenging me, mm-hmm. I'm stepping up to the plate. Like, I wanna understand what you're telling me. And so he showed up. So Los, what, uh, now let's flip it to, 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 the, to, to the man talk right now. What was, it, talk what right was now. it about, and I, maybe I'm too picky too, that's another thing. Right, right. Picky's okay though. Nah man, I mean, to, to be honest, it's funny, we were just talking about this the other day actually. Mel was, uh, the the first you know person that I dealt with that just wasn't going for it, you what know, do you mean? like, you know, I would I was single for years, mm-hmm. and you know when you're when you're in the when you're, when you're in, in the industry and you're single, it, it, it's fun to be single when you're in the industry. So yeah. to, to to get in a relationship, the person has to be like super special, like yeah. And you also you know when you're single in the industry, there's also it's like the jungle. There's no rules. You can swing from yeah. the tree, swing from yeah. the vine, jump from the ground, whatever you gotta do. Yeah. And you know, and I was doing those things with you know, or at least tried to. And Mel came through, and she was like, "Yo, I'm not, I'm not going for this shit." And you know, what did you say, try to not, do? Like, like invited to the club? No, nah, like I think I would just do like the normal, like just single guy, you know, bravado, just, just you know, just catch an attitude like, and just try to dismiss or mm. you know, or just have my way and mm. you know what I'm saying and she would just be like yo you gonna treat me like this like me me what? me and it's like and I'm my, my, this is like day two you know what I'm saying yeah. and I'm like you know yeah. and the thing is it's just more like that you know that showed me that she was somebody that she respected herself yes and then it made me question myself where mm. I'm like damn I'm what's asshole. going on with me right now that I'm not respecting you know so it's more like she she really made me think about myself and how I was acting and gotcha. and how also how I was reacting. Mm. So, you know, at, at that point in time when, you know, I was probably in full savage mode, not thinking about anything, mm-hmm. it, it's a it's it's a, it's a task in itself to make somebody kind of think about, you know, think things differently. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I mean you work in nightlife, mm-hmm. so you know it's kinda it's very easy to kinda like just mm-hmm. just, you know, not have any feelings towards anything or mm-hmm. just kinda just turn the page but yeah. you know she made me want to just think things through a little bit more and think about why and you know she was she had great points early got you, know? you. she's colombian did she cook for you that probably won you over too yeah she definitely came through yeah she came through yeah she came that was like day three and i had a roommate so my roommate was like yo low she could really cook bro you might want to like stop fucking around yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I got him with the work yeah, yeah. and, and the cook. She, and then she came through with the friends. Then my roommate was like, yo, Los, you really might want to keep her around. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. What the, let's talk about these friends, man. Like, I got yeah, one right here. Yeah, She's yeah, single yeah, and beautiful. Eligible bachelorettes. Yeah. 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 No, but, I always have beautiful women around me. Yeah. Um, I know. Sure. That are aligned with the same thoughts same goals you know yeah. um, i make sure that I, I don't make sure it just happens yeah that's nah, just but, what i'm about but for real in, in, in all seriousness you know i think um you know to all my all my fellas out there who are just you know looking for something that's looking for you man you got to just um j- just just tap in with um you know, I think we, my bad, Los, to no, no, cut no. you off, but I think we need to be clear to the fellas and especially to the younger generation that there are women out there that can elevate you, Absolutely. that can help you get to the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think a lot Facts. of men like sure. see that part of it. It's a real Facts. thing. And that, and that deals mm-hmm. with ego and you got to just pull back. And mm-hmm. sometimes you got to just, you know, let somebody drive, man. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, the same way you have a, somebody has a manager at work. You got a manager at work. You got mm-hmm. a boss. He got a boss. He got a boss. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, in a, in a relationship, you know, you have to, you know, I'm not good at everything, mm-hmm. you know, but what I'm not good at, she's great at. No, but the thing is, you know, just like anybody who has a boss at work is just more like, mm-hmm. you know, she, what, what I'm not good at, she's great at. And I kind of had to take heed to that. And likewise, right? Dynamic opposition. I tell people that all the time. Yeah. Like your ma- your your weaknesses have to match her strengths, and her and her weaknesses have to match your strengths. It has Absolutely. to be like a yeah. And you also yeah. have to be willing to you know take the back seat sometimes. You know, she's a good driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot for a man to allow that. And um, it also, as a woman, I had to make sure that I allowed him to feel like a man. Um, so even though that's I'm, a see, that's another thing. These women yeah. are super. These women are very. I mean, they have a lot of man tendencies. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 I think. I think the, it's the, just the, you have the women empowerment, right? Which obviously we're all for, but it comes with like a like an independence, masculine vibe sometimes that yeah. turns men off sometimes because men want to feel like. Right. At the end of the day, I know you know men want to feel like the king of the of the castle. You know what I'm saying? That's very but, important. But, you know, that's not the style to allow men to feel like that. Right. For real, yeah. And I think that the reason why women do that is because they've been tarnished and because they've been hurt and because they've been, you know, they've gone through things. And so they feel like I have to be this strong, like, you know, empowerment Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you have to boss your man around. It doesn't mean that you can't allow him to feel like a man. And so it's important to allow your man to feel like the king. And that's what I make sure I always do. I make sure I'm always commending him. I make sure I'm always complimenting him. I make sure that I, I always, even though I'm very directive, um, mm-hmm. I always allow for him to feel like he's the one that's mm-hmm. in charge, you know, um, because that's just how it is. Like, Most women cannot come to terms like. I'm okay with that because yeah. I know that he loves me and I know that he respects me and honors mm-hmm. me. And so I allow him to. To do you allow that. yourself to be vulnerable right. to work. Right. Because gotcha. I know my vulnerability is not going to be taken advantage of. And that's important. But it's crazy, too, because that, that narrative sells, right? Like the narrative of like a female who doesn't need somebody. The narrative right, right, of right. Like, you know, you hear it in the music. You know, you see it on the, on, on the gram. and Like the fabulous it, caption she was yeah, on. Yeah, it, it goes viral, man. But, you know, there's one thing between, there's a, there's a fine line between internet and real life. Mm, and um, It's blurred. You know, I think that that's where... We had in 2021. It's about dealing with real life, you know, yep. because when you ain't got outside, what you got? Yeah. You know, yeah. when you sitting there quarantining with, with with wifey and you got four four walls staring at you. Yeah. It's like. Facts. 
man I, I feel like the internet is gonna is like real life though yeah. like now that's the problem is that as time goes forward real life is less relevant and it's more about what you can portray on the internet it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's i mean it's sad yeah. but but you know, you know what and that's a great point and for me like i like to <clears throat> so some people will treat their uh, their instagram their internet personality like you know their highlight reel right i feel like we we go to the internet all the time where it's like I, you know what I, I was on the internet the other day I, I was playing basketball and I had a horrible game mm-hmm. and I was like I, I, went, I went to the but the week before that I was on the gram hitting three pointers mm-hmm. like you know I was I had a great game but you know, you could go, you know, you, you got to showcase both yeah. Yeah. because that's how people game. connect with you. They connect with the lowlights more right. than the highlights. Yeah, you know right. exactly. Exactly. yeah I, I barely use filters. Um, sometimes I do, but I barely don't. I barely use filters. I, I'm on there with my bags under my eyes. I, I really don't care. See, that's dope. We're going to make that cool. Again. Yeah. yeah it's real life. For me, it's, it's important. Life. I know that my followers are attend- attending to the message more mm-hmm. than what I look like. You know, and I know that beauty and like sexiness that does um, attract a lot more, maybe or a lot quicker, right? But for me, it's about who am I touching, even if it's one person a day. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I'm on Instagram with running and 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 sending something that came to me, as long as it touched one person, I'm happy with it. So, mm-hmm. but I know that that that's the only reason I'm on Instagram because I know that there's someone out there that looks up to that or that will listen to that and it'll change their day right. or their aspect or even S- yeah. see that separates you from 90% of women on Instagram because yeah. they're looking for attention they're looking for validation yep. they're looking for yeah. you know I say I say money's not the root of all evil anymore it's attention yep. yeah. you know what I mean so Don't it's like shit yeah. is crazy it's man that's why that's why we do what we do in a relationship and, and outside of Instagram when we're dealing with the not so good moments we mm-hmm. look at each other and we're like this isn't about us. This mm-hmm. is about the message we're here to provide for people. This is mm-hmm. about the cycle we're breaking for our families. This is about the generation that's coming after us. So if we're really going to do this, we really got to do this. Yeah. right? We're still going to face the hiccups. We're still going to face the moments where we are uncomfortable with each other because right. it's uncomfortable to unlearn shit that we've been dealing with for our whole lives that to break has, generational curses right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, we both come from house from homes where you know our parents were divorced like yeah you know so we both been through all of that it's cr- so it's like that's crazy how you say that because yeah. I, I i talked about this the other day and i was like you know i grew up my parents are still together but i grew up my mom being the breadwinner of the crib and getting taken advantage of and watching my mom stress. So I grew up, it it made me right now, and I think it's affecting the way I operate in relationships. It makes me want to be over the provider. Like it makes me want to be the provider and not over masculine because I saw my, I saw the opposite of that in the crib. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, that's crazy. It's tricky. And and I think the only way that it's going to work a monogamous relationship um, is when both of you guys are okay with being vulnerable with, the, with right, each other. Right, and just let him cheat once a year for his birthday. Unless she's with me. <laughs> Only if I could cheat. We'll do it at the same nah. time. She'll be with me. We'll, yeah, nah. we'll, 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 yeah, we'll pick a hot one. That's, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm talking about. Hold relationship on. to last forever. Yeah. Take notes. Now we're getting yeah. spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're getting spicy. Hold on, though. Let's talk about 
about that. Let's yeah. talk about double standards of, of men and women, right? As long as we acknowledge at the same time that men and women are wired differently because we can't treat each other like we're the same species. We're different. We're, we're the same. We're See, different. That's messed up. That's messed up. Why? Like, why? Why a, a single man and a single woman? A single man is okay to run around and do whatever the hell they want, right? But a single mm-hmm. woman, if they're like messing around with two or three guys, which I don't condemn that, like whatever, whatever you do is on you, right? But why is it there's such double standards when it comes to that? It's like I'm gonna ask my girl for a threesome, but if my girl asks me for a threesome, that shit's fucking weird. Or if my girl says, okay, we can have our threesome, but give me a hall pass so I can. But let me ask you a question: Do women, when they women counter with that, I don't, then why can't we do a threesome with two guys? Do women really want that, or do they just want to counter? No, with their I would says? want a hall pass. I wouldn't want a threesome with with two guys. I would want a hall pass. You feel me? I would want him not to be there and whatever. But if you're asking me for that, why can't? I ask you for something back, and why can't right. it be looked at in the same in the, the same level? Why you, do I have to be looked really at like? Want, oh, that's 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 not ladylike, and that's not what women should do. You know what I mean? I feel like we're in a generation now where sex is very much mm-hmm. a thing, right? It's mm-hmm. okay, right? And so which wh- that's, which is fucked up, by the way, which is not good. Why? Because, because sex is. I mean, I, it's crazy how I'm getting a little more conservative as my years go, but like, sex is supposed to be a sacred. It is. It, it is very it, it, sacred. It's not supposed to be treated like like we're allowing it to be treated. It is very sacred. Sense. And and him and I are at a point where I don't know if I would ever be okay with us having a threesome, mm-hmm. right? And just just mm-hmm. to be honest. But the discussion for me is is on the woman's side because I've seen many instances where, instances where a woman has been degraded for certain things when the person degrading the woman is all over the place. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Spreading themselves and doing whatever the hell they want, but they're judging the woman for maybe making one or two wrong decisions or like just a fun decision. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we all have needs. So I just don't like the double standard of it. That's what bothers me. It's just sex is interpreted different with men and women. Men, it's it's just instincts. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, how do you counter that? What's, what's the solve? You know, like the solve is respecting each other in a, when you're in a relationship, right? And respecting people when they're single. That's it. Not judging people when they're single and letting them do whatever the hell they want, right? But when you're in a relationship, I respect my man. I've, I don't even, if a guy hits on me or contacts me, whether, because there's always going to be beautiful, more beautiful women than me and someone that makes more money than me. And there's always going to be a, a the man better, that's, yeah, for there's sure. always going to be someone better than, than my partner or someone less than whatever. But the, 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 main thing is to just respect each other while you're in a relationship but while you're out of a relationship mind your own business it's none mm-hmm. of your business like whatever los did before me i have like i don't even want to know I agree about with you it. that past the past yeah, is the past like, i don't want to know about it i don't care it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with me as long as while we're in this together and we're focused on one and mm-hmm. one another i'm not judging you for who you were with, Facts. how many girls you were with, whatever you decided Hell yeah, to do. Fellas, stop asking your girl what her body count is. Yes. Are you stupid? Oh, like, stupid. Why are you going to ask a question don't. you don't even want to know? Like, yeah, you can't even handle that. Grow answer. up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of dudes can't handle being with a beautiful woman. That's one thing. Like, yeah. fella, Let me talk to the fellas. If you're with a beautiful woman, she's going to have dick pics in her DM, bro. <laughs> you're just going to have to deal with it, bro. Yeah. Like, you know? there. Shit, yeah, I told yeah. my, yeah, I was with my, with my with my ex like earlier in the year, and this girl sent me a pussy pic crazy the first time and i showed my ex i'm like yo you better act right you see what's happening over here my dms like nah you get yeah. pussy pics 
My bad if I blew up your spot, bro. Did uh, you get pussy pics? Nah, I never got a pussy pics. Okay, good, okay, good. I really don't ever get dick pics either, though. I don't. It's because of the way I portray myself online, though. I never. like an OnlyFans chick. Nah. Mel sends me them now, but I'm sitting right next to her when she does it. How do you feel about that, though? Like women selling their bodies online to strangers for the bag? No judgment, but you can do better. You could do better, sis. You could get money other ways. Yeah. There's nice. so many other ways. Perspective, I like it because most women don't have it. They're like, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, Talk it makes the truth, me, though. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel uncomfortable, but because I'm a beautiful woman and I have a beautiful body oh. and I could be making mad money on OnlyFans, but um, I think that it just takes away from you as a woman and it degrades you. I, I'm not judging you, but that's mm-hmm. just my personal thoughts on it and there's so many other ways now to make money yeah just put, i can post, see like your feet pandemic, you know what i'm saying the pandemic put people in a, in a chokehold you know what i'm saying and you don't know when you we're going to come out of that but you know i don't know i'd rather have a penny yeah, in my account now. than than sell myself yeah. for less i'm sorry like i just feel like we're so gifted as women we're so talented. We're we're born with so many traits. You guys, this is the, and it's scary. But you guys know this is the first generation where women know that you guys have the power. Yes, like you guys run the world. Yes, you know what I mean. But it doesn't mean that we have to run the world by selling our bodies. You're right. We can run the world by speaking. We can run the world by our presence. A mm-hmm. man always wants a girl next to them. You know, we're we're very. Um, we're very organized. We're very, uh, we're very well versed. We're very, we just have a certain energy to us to where men rather talk to us to close deals. Men rather um, discuss, uh, you know. I read a thing. Sorry to cut you off, but I read no, there's there's things that women do better than men, and there's things that men do better than women. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have to acknowledge these things. Every we're not the same. Okay. We're equal, but like men have their strengths and women have their Absolutely. strengths. I read something where it was like, if, if you in government, if you want to negotiate a peace treaty with with two countries, it's best to have a woman do that yeah. so you need to put a woman in that position because yeah. mm-hmm. she deals with emotion and things that yes. behoove her to do that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so you know yeah I, I get a little scared with the future because you know gender roles are, are becoming non-existent everyone thinks everything is the the same yeah. you know what i mean like uh pharrell said it best in his interview on um drink champs, drink champs with mm-hmm. nori he said everybody's too zoomed in you gotta zoom out you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta step out mm-hmm. of um, the current motion mm-hmm. and you have to make a difference and back to spirituality we have to be putting something positive into what's going on right now because the reason why everything's fumbling is because there's so much instant gratification i want money i mm-hmm. want this i want that just like you said earlier and so to me i don't judge uh any woman that's on only fans doing those things but mm-hmm. i if i if it was one of my friends and i i'm in a conversation mm-hmm. i would definitely steer them away from that and mm-hmm. i would tell them okay cool just like you know there's nurses that have been strippers there's people that have you know mm-hmm. that have had to have done that to make sure their family's okay and, and i don't judge you but as long as you have a plan out mm-hmm you're you're already doing better you mm-hmm. know but if you're stuck in that lifestyle for too long it's not good for yeah. you yeah Los, how do you feel about all this shit going on with like, you know, <laughs> fucking, I, I said this, like social media is going to end us. Like the divide is so crazy in this country. I said, um, Elon Musk tweeted some shit and it really resonated with me. He said the most likely out, cause everything is for clicks and entertainment mm-hmm. and, and, and engagement and comments and whether it's Facebook, everything is social media bit driven, right? Yeah. So Elon Musk tweeted the other day. He said the most, the most likely outcome is going to be whatever's the most entertaining outcome. 
Yeah. Right. So if if we're gonna if 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 burning everything down and society crumbling is gonna be the most entertaining, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is scary because that's what the media and everyone's gonna amplify for clicks and engagement and shit like that. Yeah, and, and that's a real thing. And that's you know, you look at like like the six nine era, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying, where he was just going around going crazy but getting the most views and you know, but that's why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and that's why no sleeping in the trophy room is so important to me because it's like the anti that. And, it's integrity. And, yeah. and it's going to take us longer to build some yep. shit like that because yeah. we could do the wild shit and get the engagement right. quick. But yeah. when you're moving with integrity, it takes a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. But and, and it's worth it. And that's, that's been my journey. That's my truth. You know, mm -hmm. a 10 year, a 10 year run, you know, mm -hmm. that a 10 plus year run, you know, I, and that's that I'm willing to take a long ride if I'm getting to where I need to go. Right. Direction and, is more important than speed. Yeah, yeah. man. And I, and that's why me and Mel are on consistency because, you know, I'm, I'm consistently trying. I'm consistently doing this, but it's for permanent. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. permanence. Practice doesn't build uh, perfect. It practice builds permanence because we want to mm -hmm. permanently be Long on this deputy. vibe. We want to permanently mm -hmm. be in our, you know, fulfilling our purpose. Mm -hmm. And for me, dude, like I want to I want to evoke change. I want to make an impact. I want to change somebody's life okay. early. Mm. Like I want to, I think yeah. about the 16, 17, 18 year old me who was just sitting at the computer looking for some, looking for something that was looking for me. And you know, it's just, that's, that's not something that's fly by night, you know? So I want to permanently be in that. And I think that, um, you know, the, the internet is a fly by night place, man. You know, things are, things are trends, you know, trends, trends end and, um, trends start again, man. But, you know, if you stay true to yourself, stay true to what is true to you, then, you know, mm. you end up right where you need to be, man. And, you know, you can see just talking about, you know, 6 9 like, you know, you can see where he's at and you see his trials and tribulations. But, you know, um, you, you look at somebody who has never changed, never switched up, never changed their message. Things live forever. Yeah. If it's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can look at it 10, 20, 30 years from now. Right. In a good way or a bad way. Because, yeah. you know, in, in the negative way, 6 9 is going to be where he's at forever. He's going right. to be labeled what he's labeled forever. His 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 decisions that he made in one year are going to affect him for the rest of his life. Right. Absolutely. So are the yeah. tattoos. And back, and back to... <laughs> <Word>. <laughs> but back to, back to Fab, it just brings me to that. It's like... People were pointing out the negative and like, oh, he cheated on her. Oh, he abused her. Oh, this and this and that. But to me, I, I applauded him for actually getting to that space and actually being able to put that on Instagram and provide that message for people that look up to him and be like, damn, Fab is saying this? For someone that has been in hip hop for so long and the message has always been fuck bitches, fuck hoes, get money. Mm -hmm. for, for, for him to put that on Instagram, yeah. I applauded him. Right. I didn't look at the past. Of course, you, the message is not, okay, you gotta deal through a bunch of stuff, you gotta, you gotta be someone's ride or die. No, that's not the message. But to me, the reason why I was so happy about it was to see that someone like Fabulous finally came out and stood up. Yeah. And he knew what he was doing. Yeah. You know what I'm he knew he could have put yeah. way more stuff in the caption, but he put mm -hmm. what he put and he hit post. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. yes. everything, everything is intentional. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Intentional, you know and I saying? think there's a shift in our culture now. And, and I think that the, the key players are people like us who sound and feel like us, who aren't afraid to be like, I'm like, Los and I speak about it all the time. We're like, 
if we were in high school, if we were in middle school, there's, you know, the, the, the lunch tables and mm-hmm. it's the popular crowd here and it's the jocks over here and, and, and Los and I are the like... The freestyle table making grinding yeah, with the pens. That was right. my table. Yeah. Right. And Los and I were like, we're at this table where we don't care who we are. We're friends with all of y'all. Mm-hmm. We're just here to make a difference. And mm-hmm. that's the table I always want to be at. I always want to be at a, a table or around a group of people who want to make a difference and who actually give a shit about you. Mm. I just got to interject real quick because I was that guy that was doing grinding at the table. Crazy, right? right. Crazy with the pen, and then I'll add in the scratch. The scratch. Yo, one, two. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yo, so I want to ask you guys. I want to ask you guys a question. You guys have been together for how long? You said two and a half years. Two and a half years. Okay, so. I know you guys have, at this point in your relationship, you have a song. Don't say it yet. There's a song that, is there a song that example, that you guys always turn to that maybe was uh, early in the relationship? Is there one song that you guys have like in your head that... The Drake song. was the Drake song? Which, the, oh, the, the Ty oh. Dolla Sign joint? Yeah. Yeah, the After Dark. Well, yeah. the, I think After Dark was probably the first one is that like we, mm-hmm. like when we was just drunk as hell on Venice Beach mm-hmm. and we were just vibing and uh, that was probably one of the first records that we like was really vibing crazy yeah. too but I mean there's a few records you guys man. have similar musical in- interests oh, very yeah, much yeah big time very much you know, we love old yeah. school yeah, we hip hop real school, music hip-hop. on the way here you would have thought we was at a 90s party <laughs> yeah but nah man listening um, to Nas but she, she, she's way more cultured and you know and, and, and Jamaican tune you know, Mel's been to Haiti mad time. So she's, she's, I, I would say Mel's way more cultured than I am. Mm-hmm. So it's very, as far as like internationally, like, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. And so it's great, it's great to learn, mm-hmm. you know, just other sounds. Cause me, I'm, you know, I'm just straight hip hop. Straight New York. Lie. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm you're Puerto Rican. You have like the salsa vibe. Yeah. You got, yeah. You, I got, I got that got too. The, like, you okay. know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on salsa. She, she knows <laughs> I'm, I'm big on like just, just, just jazz vibes. Like I'm, it's, it's a soul thing for me. So gotcha. it's like, yeah. it, it doesn't even matter what it is. As long as it's soulful. As if it connects it yeah okay I'm, but I'm, i'll tell I'm you i'll there. tell you one song too what's her name El- lma buddha oh buddha yo oh, yo 2018 his birthday <laughs> july 6 he facetimed me 87 times singing buddha to me Damn. and i was like all right this is the one <laughs> Man, I was off that deli out of Cuba for sure. Fucking goals. I want to FaceTime I'm someone dead. 87 times. Yeah. Seven I don't think I've FaceTimed someone ever. He said, damn. Yeah. Man, I, it was a good night. Yeah. It was a good night. It's inspiration right there. It was a good night. I was trying to make a point. I yeah. was like, yo, listen, I know you across the country. Uh. We boot up right now. Boot up. You better not. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yo, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, man. But yeah, we, did, we definitely have the same taste in music. Um, yeah. I, I catch myself listening now. Uh, way more to the music that the artists that I work with are mm-hmm. creating, um, the music group that we've formed, GVGM. I catch myself listening to more of the stuff that's not even out yet. Your artists, or what, like, give me an example. Um, I work with uh, I work with Chachi. Her, she's from. She's dope. She did a song with my boy Brian. Yes, that's yeah. my boy. Brian is part of GVGM. So okay. it's, yeah, it's, Brian. Yeah, it's Brian. It's uh, Maroon Rhythms. Shout Maroon. It, yeah. Yes, it's Orlando. He plays like seven interest, instruments. He's our musician. Um, it's myself, and it's Bea. He's French. He's a producer, and um, I'm working very closely with Chachi. I'm working very closely with um, my cousin Dijanya, and I'm mm-hmm. very excited for her because she's got great music. Um, but yeah, I I I'm always listening to the music that we've created. I've also created with Audrey Nix. 
Um, and I'm you, know, you aren't in the shot. It's straight. You're good. <laughs> yeah, she bear, she bear crawled across my living room, fam. <laughs> he said, "Crawl over." You asked her to crawl, fam. Yeah. Well, I was just making sure I'm, she was in the shot. Yeah, but they're talking, so it's straight. Uh, yeah, it's good. cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, but I, I'm blessed because you know, like recently, I produced a video for um, Trap Manny, ATL, and Ruby Rose, and they have a song coming out that's fire. Damn. It's so fire. Um, what kind of vibe was the video? It's a vibe. Are you like, guys, let's not do the strip club vibe this time. Let's do something else. No, they want the strip club. Of course. Vibe. Come on. Yeah. We had three strippers in the video. Come hey. on. Yeah. Um, but it was it was in the song is it's gonna hit. It's gonna go. I already know it. So I like I always catch myself listening to those tracks versus without. Got you. Um, but I definitely listen to way more Spanish music um, than English music. Yeah, but when that's I that's how to, I am. I think yeah. English, I'm so over hip. I'm I'm yeah. so disgusted. I mean, I don't want to sound like the old head right now, but just nah, the climate of regular hip hop right now is. I'm with you, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm I'm there Dude. every other week. Yeah. Where I'm just like I hate y'all. Yeah. Like yeah. for real, man. Yeah. Just, just, just because of I'm somebody who wants to leave something behind. I want to right. teach people something. Like I, you know I'm, what it is, bro. We grew up on amazing listening to the drug dealers. Like yeah. the dude on the drug. These kids are listening to the drug addicts. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a different. It's a different wow. vibe. Somebody like, else just said that. I forgot it's crazy. What it was. It, it's crazy, and you know. They're all cracked out. Everyone's on perks like that. I'm like, wow, when yeah. when does opiates become cool? Like being strung out, like on like right. A, and like, then and, and like you a, grow up on Jay Z when he's like teaching you how to be a gentleman, and he's teaching you like yeah, he's talking about the women, but he's talking to them in a classic way. And he's talking, a fly, yo. Yes. And, and this is another thing I said back in in in. Ah, I sound like an old head, but back in the it's all good. Back it's all good. back in the shit when we listen to when there's exceptions obviously, but when artists talk to women they would imply some shit they wouldn't say it directly if they were right. gonna say some nasty shit they would say it in a way where it was implied and not direct right. these new artists would be like bitch i want to fuck the shit like it's like yeah. lowest common denominator right. Right. Yeah. Right. there's no it's low yeah. slick shit to it there's no slick yeah. talk to it like give me a number i'll give you a name now it's just like uh, I just want to smash what's up yeah, yeah. And it's like it's, I'm gonna beat it up like, yeah, and, and, and you know what's crazy no is exchange. that and, and that's translating into real life culture these yep. men nowadays and that's the problem with and I understand women's gripe like the men nowadays think they could just like buy women yep. like they're like everything is a strip club like I'm gonna yeah. just buy you like throw money whether it's show off my material shit and just buy you like yeah, yeah. there's no whatever. that's why we gotta the old heads gotta you know Put, keep yeah, continue man. to push the culture forward because there's still yeah. people that look up to us and there's still right. people like damn i, I really i really want to be like look, the shit or, is gonna come back around like you saw with the with the pandemic it just shut shit down it shut all that shit down and i mm. feel like you know i was kind of happy to see some things kind of like just kind of die yeah. out and kind of just yeah you know like the but, clown the, the the clout shit like, yeah you think that will die down you think i hope I think so, so. Yeah, i right? think so yeah, i feel a shift bro. and i'm praying for it i feel yeah, a shift yeah, i'm very real. excited for it because i think when things are stripped away from us the only thing that we have next to us are what family mm-hmm. things that make us feel safe our homes mm-hmm. um the stillness mm-hmm. the time that we have to meditate and and talk to whoever we believe in right those are the things that are constant right mm-hmm. those those things are always in the equation what is in and out of the equation the partying the people that come in and out that don't really give a shit about you um the people that that might hire you just because they need you and they don't really care who you are you know what i'm saying so i think that that's what really taught us in 2020 was 
constant people, constant mm-hmm. things, constant feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm riding with all year. Yeah. To bring it back around. Because yes. when, no, when you got nothing else kind of, you know, going on outside, it's like it's just you, yourself, and yeah. whoever's around and, you. Yeah. And people turn, when, when, they're in that, when they're in that situation, people turn to medication, whether it's drugs, whether it's smoking, drinking, gambling, porn, yeah. whatever it is, people are pulled. They need, they need to yeah. consume something. They need to do something. Some people do it. They medicate with work. They medicate with travel. They medicate because right. they can't just sit still and be with their own thoughts. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. so, so, you know, if you're at home, you know, just come consume this on the rocks. Facts, you know facts. We, we need y'all yes. to consume. Don't get it Miami consume on the, on the rocks, man. Yeah. Miami on the rocks. No sleeping in the trophy room. Thank you, guys. You know, plug we, plug we your gotta, IGs again. I'm there. Uh, ladies first. Meli Andrea, M E L I dot A N N D R E A. Yo, make sure you follow my man KC Chops at KC yes, Chops. You heard? You know the vibe. Early. Uh, follow your boy Los, man, at Los Antonio, L O S A N T O I N O, at No Sleeping in the Trophy Room as well. Biggest motivational conversation. At It Is Diosa, E R E S dot D I O S A E. Platform for women, all women in the industry, whether you're a nurse or an artist or a makeup artist, whatever you are, we're here for you. There it is, y'all. Boom.